All right, good morning. I am sitting here uh, with my coffee, and we're going to have a little conversation. Um, but the cool thing about this is that I get to talk and you get to listen. <laughs> so, um, I don't know about you, but it's in some of my relationships, I don't always have that benefit of uh, getting a word in edgewise. So, um, yeah. That's one of the cool things that makes our relationship unique is that um, regardless of whether I'm understood, I'm I'm uh, definitely heard if you're listening to this podcast. So uh, I follow uh, an astrologer uh, over at foreverconscious.com and astrology is not something that I grew up to believe that was in any way okay you have to stay away from that it was witchcraft um where i am now with it is that even if it doesn't um there's no logic behind it and i kind of i think i i think in my personal experience there has to be some type of link uh cause and effect but even if there weren't uh, the exercises that the author over at forever conscious uh, has her readers do it's fantastic in that it uh, does it in such a way that I actually can just get out of my thinking mind is what you know some people call it, and just into the moment, able to stop thinking about a lot of other junk and just concentrate on what's happening inside. And one of those exercises was with um, a Chiron retrograde 2020 exercise that she uh, had posted on her blog. And if you're like me and you don't really know the first thing about astrology, Chiron is, uh, I think, an asteroid just blazing out there in the sky somewhere. And it's associated with uh, wounds from the past. And so it can be considered the wounded healer. And I hope I'm getting all this right. But anyway, so with Chiron being in retrograde, and I don't even know what that means. It makes it sound like... It's some science experiment that's gone awry. <laughs> but with it being in retrograde, you may um, have experienced like some bit of past wounds, uh, past wounds revisiting you. And so what the exercise had invited the listener or reader to do was to sit down and answer these questions. And... The first question was, what pains me the most right now? And what are 10 things this pain has taught me? So, um, I chose loneliness as one of my challenges. And I have to believe I am not alone in that because, um, especially with COVID happening, 
I know people say, oh, you can just pick up the phone or you can <clears throat> FaceTime or, you know, there are ways to stay connected. Uh, I don't know. To me, a lot of it, I, I, it's just not the same. And even if there weren't COVID, I probably would be dealing with this because it seems to be one of those uh, wounds from my childhood. But um, so I, I get to blame it on uh, Chiron. But anyway, what this whole Chiron invites you to do is not see yourself as that wound, but the person that you've become because of that wound. So not focusing on the pain, but um, being grateful and thankful for uh, maybe what teacher that pain um, has been to you in the past. So I just put down loneliness. uh, And the 10 things that I put on here, I honestly haven't gone back over them. So I don't know how podcast worthy, how deep these points are, (laughs) but... Um, here is what I had just jotted down. So number one, uh, something that this pain has taught me is that if I can be my own best friend, then I'm never alone. Number two, uh, to not wait on others to join me before making progress in my own journey. Yeah, so I'll just stop and expound on that a little bit. Because I think before we make steps in life, we're like, well, I need to have a a team, right? I need to have the right people around me and supporting me. And, you know, what if you never get exactly what you're looking for? Uh, you, You know, sometimes you can't have a tribe around you before you start off on that journey. Number three, um, this pain has taught me to become my own healer. And you can hear people tell you that all the time. That um, that true healers teach you to heal yourself. And number four, uh, that some paths by nature are solitary. Sorry, <laughs> I dropped my... Here and now, Stone. Um, That some paths by nature are solitary ones, like death. Um, And that sounds morbid, but that death can be either literal or figurative. Uh, It could be a death of just something that has been, a way of being. And I didn't know whether to share this or not, but I feel like one of the deaths that um, I've experienced was the death of a relationship. Here recently, um, I would say there are three women in my life that um, I consider or have considered to be uh, BFFs, you know, who are around my same age, that we've had history together, um, that we've felt really comfortable together and felt like there's a BFF vibe for sure. Well, two of the, this this is going to sound like I'm just woe is me, poor me. 
And I hope you'll stay with me and we'll get past that so you can see what I'm saying. But two of those three friends for the past three years have not remembered my birthday. So, and that was kind of, I'm not going to lie, that hurts. (laughs) That's hurt bad. Um, Because... For their birthdays, you know, I would make a point of making plans, having us do something together, trying to make it special, and then for them not to even remember my birthday, it was, uh, it kind of sucked. And so I was like, so one of my friends, her birthday came along recently, and I didn't tell her happy birthday. And it's not because I wanted to do some type of passive-aggressive, well, if you're not going to remember mine, then I'm not going to remember yours. That's not how I was approaching it at all because I know I do love her and appreciate her. For me, well, my not reaching out was me letting go of a relationship in the way I was clinging to it. So, yeah, so I I said good, I was saying, that was my way of saying goodbye. Not that I didn't care or love anymore. It's just, um, this is, it's not working. Maybe, I don't think it's working for anybody for her or me but uh, if I if I'm still clinging to something that's not even there anymore or I'm not allowing space for either something new to walk into my life or what would be nice is if that same relationship with that well that person but the relationship were to be reborn and we were to find new depth and new connection. Um, so anyway, that's my little tangent <laughs> about figurative death processes. Um, number five, maybe something that um, the pain of loneliness has taught me is that it's okay to feel my feelings. And that this is simply part of the human experience. So it's okay to feel anger. And it's okay to feel lonely. I mean, I guess I had always thought that if I'm feeling anything that's not pleasant, that something was wrong. Like I wasn't either... Trusting enough, or I wasn't open enough, or I wasn't something enough to where I was feeling this these feelings, but uh I've learned that that that's not the case. I can be doing everything right and still be experiencing uh, a place of discomfort, and that's uh, my challenge is to accept that as a place of growth and to try to be as comfortable in that discomfort uh, as I heard one of uh, someone in a podcast here recently say 
Um, so that's number five. Number six was, if I don't fully understand myself, how can I expect anyone else to? So loneliness can tell me, you know, if I'm not a friend to myself and I don't understand myself, then asking someone else to do that, uh, hold that space for me and complete me, you know, is asking a lot. And that's, it's actually asking too much because I need to be doing that for myself. Number seven, um, I'd rather be alone than with people who aren't increasing my life's vibration. And I've heard that phrased several different ways, like vibration, mood. Uh, you can hear people call others, um, you know, energy vampire. Uh, but basically, if I... I would rather be alone than with people who are bringing me down, uh, not encouraging me, who aren't recognizing the best parts of me and inviting me to bring that to the table. So, uh, number eight, and I think some of these just repeat each other, but I had to have 10 points, you remember. So number eight was that others' validation and sense of community are poor substitutes indeed for self-love. Yeah, I'm going to just repeat that. Others' validation and a sense of community are poor substitutes indeed for self-love. Number nine, a tribe and sense of community that helps you fulfill your life's purpose are treasures and should be valued. When they are present, they are not to be clung to, but to be appreciated for however long they share the path with you. So I think I'm at the point now that even if, you know, some BFF came along where we were chit-chatting, you know, to and from work every day, and she knew every bit about my life and, you know, asked how my doctor's appointments went, you know, how, how did work go, you know what I'm saying. So, like, even if I were to find someone who cared about all the stupid details, um, that I'm not going to, it's not healthy to try and cling to that. But just be appreciative of it and recognize it for the treasure that it is for however long it lasts because people move away. Um, I have found that people grow apart. Um, and even if two friends still love each other, that other, you know, they find uh, more convenient people to kind of replace you. <laughs> Whether that be due to a, a physically where they're located or where their job, you know, maybe it's a coworker that you're replaced with. Think, you know, situations change. So, uh, let's just go to number ten. Um, I am never alone, for I am energy, 
and so is everything else around me. So it kind of seems that loneliness is a construct that if you think about how most of what makes up anything, anything that has form that you can see, it's still mostly space. And in that space in between is energy. And yeah, just learning to appreciate myself for the energy and vibration that I bring to the present moment. I don't know, I guess that's kind of self-explanatory, number 10. Okay, so let's go back to this uh, foreverconscious.com exercise for the Chiron retrograde. Uh, Make a list of 20 things you feel proud for accomplishing in your life so far. It can be material things, but also emotional and spiritual things too. Look over your list and recognize the strength and courage that got you there. So number two... Well, this this step was so difficult because I don't know as much as you talk about self you know I've talked about self love and my attempts to love myself it's like still still what to be proud of something that I've accomplished it showed me like how far I really have I really have to go because that was really difficult for me to come up with a list of things I was proud of in my life. You know, some of them were easy. Like raising a daughter who is vocal, loving, and creative. She's on my list. But, you know, even then it's like, (laughs) how much credit can I take for that? Because she's such an amazing individual. Yeah, I love her so much. I'm going to have to create a a podcast where I just go on about uh, the journey that it was to get pregnant with her and the weird words that the preacher had spoken uh, over my body before I, you know, just days before, before I found out I was pregnant. Yeah, so there there's a story there it's just amazing but again so I had I stuck with it though until I had 20 things written down I didn't know how valid those 20 things were but I'm a person that has to if I'm given an assignment I have to like see it through to completion so I wrote down 20 things um Number three, and this was the la- the final part of the exercise, but there were three points. Um, if my pain could talk, it would want me to know, dot, dot, dot. So what I came up with is if my pain could talk, it would want me to know that it is only here to point me in the only direction of wholeness, which is loving myself. So I think with this exercise, you could put down anything that you're dealing with, whether it was physical pain or something like that. I mean, if my pain could talk, 
whatever that is, it would want me to know, dot, dot, dot. So mine is, I'm seeing it as uh, a marker, you know, a light flashing me to where there is uh, completion. Because if, say, I were to have that BFF I'm envisioning, right? Where I'm talking to her about everything, you know, to and from work. And maybe I don't have a free moment to myself in which to feel lonely. Well, if that were the case, then I wouldn't be listening to podcasts um, that are feeding my soul and teaching me new things. Um, I wouldn't have that free time, those quiet moments to be like, you know what, hey, there's a book here to read. Let me open it up and I am going to be blogging uh, or podcasting about this book. That I, It's fantastic. It's the book called We Exploring. Oh gosh, hold on. Let me get it off the bookshelf. We Understanding the Psychology of Romantic Love. And it's one of my by one of my favorite authors, Robert A. Johnson. So anyway, yeah, if I didn't have spare time and maybe I was just busy responding to all my fan mail, you know, (laughs) or posting on social media, I wouldn't have these quiet moments with myself where I'm like, you know, hey, I I wouldn't feel the need to or the time to read a book or... To listen to these podcasts, like I said. So anyway, I would just invite you to also see what your pain would want you to know if it could talk to you. Uh, Second of the three points, when it's finishing up here, it says, When I think of my hardships, I am grateful that... Dot, dot, dot. So I answered this, when I think of my hardships, I am grateful that I survived long enough to see some of the meaning in life. And I know for some people that probably sounds way too dramatic. Like, oh my gosh, I survived. But no, (laughs) I know for those who know me and my struggle with mental illness and the fact that my life has been touched by um, people who have committed suicide. It's not, uh, it's not that far off. I, I just, and I am, I feel grateful that I have gotten to this point in my life where all of these pains and obstacles and disappointments in life um I finally feel like some of it's making sense like in the moment of loss or whatever and I guess one of the things I did not want to hear was that This is for a reason. That's not what I needed to hear. But you know, it's 
different if that sense of meaning or connecting the dots it comes from within you but just someone else telling you that this happened for a reason or that God meant for this to happen God has a plan you know I I would encourage you not to say that to someone who's hurting unless I guess maybe that's already their point of view I just know that some things can be life-shattering, life-changing. And when you had been making sense of things, and then all of a sudden this shakes the very foundation of your life, and you're wondering, yeah, all these things I believed in, I don't anymore. Like, what kind of intelligence, what kind of source, what kind of God would put me through these things. Anyway. Yeah, just looking back. I'm 39. And I feel like I've outlived you know, some people who meant a lot to me. And I am. I am grateful that I've gotten to the point that I've stuck it out long enough where I can look back and see that this journey I've been taking, it's been all over the place. But... Yeah, I can see some, at least I can attach some meaning to it now, some purpose to it, and I am thankful for that. So let's go on to the very last uh, point today. Um, The journal prompt was, I am stronger today because... dot, dot, dot. Well, my answer was, I am stronger today because I am, I am on the same side as myself. Not taking on the whole world and myself, both of those things, as the enemy. So, I think whenever you can be for yourself and not from a sense of um, selfishness, because I don't, I don't, I think that's completely different. But if you're rooting for yourself because you love yourself, then I think that's a, a fight that's winnable. But if you're constantly on the other side of that, where you feel like the world's against you, and you have this inner critic that's constantly beating you down. Like you have no no chance whatsoever. And life is just not fun. Um, so anyway. Yep, I'm stronger today because of my 
pain that I chose to talk about the loneliness. I am stronger today for that because I am now on the same side as myself, not taking on the whole world and myself as the enemy. And that's not to say that I don't have flaws because that's obvious to anyone who knows me. But I am so appreciative of those people in my life who love me in spite I don't know, maybe not even in spite of it, but because of it. Maybe they just love the whole package. And, you know, and I'm trying to do that for myself as well. So anyway, I am in a very uncomfortable place right now. But I am trying to find the comfort there, the lessons that life is teaching me and I'm trying to just speak into the uh, the universe my intention of having that BFF you know but like I said you know sometimes when we get what we think we want it's not necessarily for our benefit. So I'm going to keep uh, listening to fantastic podcasts. I'm going to keep reading fantastic books. I'm going to keep blogging and sharing about my journey and putting that out there in the podcast world for people to listen to or not <laughs> because... You know, I don't think there are that many listeners right now, but you know, if it's if I'm doing this for me because I love myself, not because I'm being selfish and self-centered, but it's a journey of an inward journey and sharing that with others for whatever they may get out of that. That's what I'm going to keep doing. And I'm going to keep letting this teacher uh, teach me. So anyway, that is, I guess this is my first little half hour rant <laughs> with no guests, no, uh, no dream interpretation, no anything. But anyway, I do love you guys. I'm putting out... Some good vibes out there for you. And uh, like I've said before, in as much as we are each on our own journey, we're journeying together. And uh, thank you for sharing this, this trip with me.